This is React Podcast. I'm Chantastic. Navigating a career is tricky. This is doubly true for women in tech. Add a spouse's career, traditional gender expectations, single parenting, or illness to that mix, and finding a satisfying career can feel impossible. Today, Sophia Shoemaker sits with us to discuss how she manages being a mom in tech, conference speaker, full stack React editor, and deeply invested in her community. It's a different story than many of you are used to hearing on this show, a more complicated one. I'm excited that we get to learn more about one of the many challenges that women in tech face today. And I'm grateful that Sophia brought us into her story. I know that her experience can give you hope as you find a career that works for your specific cocktail of complications. Our sponsor this week is G2i, and I just couldn't think of a better partner for this episode. Sophia shares how remote contracting played a huge role in her ability to live life on her terms. G2i has built a platform to help you do the same. It's built exclusively for React and React Native developers looking for remote contracts. Now, when you're designing a life with a lot of constraints, you can't afford to lose two hours commuting every day. You need to claim every second. And while it's fun to bounce between projects in Elixir, Rails, Rust, Go, or whatever, you can be more productive when you double down on tools you know and like. And that's just one of the reasons G2i is perfect for you. You get to work with tools you know and in an environment that you control, or at least an environment that your kids or cats control. If you're not quite happy with your current levels of work-life integration, G2i might be your next step. Visit g2i.co today, click the For Developers link, and find opportunities tailor-made for you. G2i, we vet, you hire, it's that simple. Sophia, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm really glad to be here. This is awesome. It is so good to have you. I have been excited about this since uh, since React. React Conf. Reality? Oh no, React Conf. <laughs> yeah, I React Conf. <laughs> they were so close together last year, right? But they, I think they we were met like right on top of each other. Yes, and we met at the previous React Rally, I think, or like officially had a conversation. If I remember. Yes, we I think a, so. We were sitting with Ryan, I think. Yeah, and talking like, Do about... Do you guys know each other? And Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've been super excited. I I, uh, I think we sat next to each other at the conference. I was like, I have to get you on the show. And then uh, my kids were being like little demons <laughs> yes, to Nelly. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm sorry, I have to go home tonight. We're not going to be able to record. We have to do it another time. <laughs> it's fine. No, yeah. Like, I, I think we were like chatting and I was like, oh, I have so many thoughts. Like, let's totally, <laughs> let's totally do this podcast because I have so many ideas and thoughts that I like think would be valuable yeah. to talk about, right? So, Absolutely. So I'm excited. So I want to talk about what you're doing right now first. Okay. Um, so so obviously you've been uh, giving conference talks all over the place. <laughs> uh, you've been talking about serverless. Uh, you've been talking about, um, what was your talk at React uh, Rally? It was um, offline, right? Yeah, offline, building offline applications. Cool. Building offline applications. You even talked to that conference at React Conf. You talked about yeah, context. Yeah, I gave a lightning talk yeah, about context. Nice, yeah. nice. How was it giving a lightning talk about an API that like just got changed that morning. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, uh, 
it was fine actually it was okay like it using that this new api is actually really amazing and i love it so it wasn't too bad <laughs> i actually i got some feedback from dan abramov who's on the react core team and he gave me some pointers like actually you don't need to talk about this as much and like nice. emphasize this a little more and so even though it was a lightning talk I, it was important to me to like give the right information oh, so luckily totally. i had dan to help me like you know fine-tune it a little bit so it wasn't i wasn't too, and it's only five minutes five minutes yeah. in some ways is easier but also harder because you have to really distill down yes. what exactly you want to say you can't just like ramble on forever like you could in a like 30 minute talk so this is something that i think a lot of people don't understand about the value of lightning talks is or uh, the difficulty of lightning talks yeah. is is that yeah, it's just five minutes, but like trying to say anything that's meaningful to anyone Any, in yeah. five minutes is really hard. Yes, yes. So I gave a lightning talk. Oh, the first talk I ever gave was a lightning talk at React Conf, the la the previous React Conf, and I was super nervous about that, but I practiced it so many times and I got so much feedback and I, I realized how hard it was yes. to really give information in just five minutes. But it's good because it really helps you figure out exactly what you want to say and yeah. make sure that it's like you know the right thing yeah. to say so yeah it's I, i've i've kind of i remember talking with michael and like a couple of people uh michael jackson yeah and a couple other people about this is that like when i do prep uh, talk prep um i usually end up doing like i'll start with like a minute like if if i want to say this thing like what do i want what's the topic of this this talk in a minute how would i give it yeah, a minute? yeah. and then like double that to two yeah, minutes and right. then like to five minutes yeah. and then like and how that has like really helped me like develop a talk and like keep it um, focused but then also if i do want to give it as a five minute talk like it's already yeah. ready to go <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah i um it's it's like it's nerve-wracking to give talks but in a, in a way i really enjoy it i just i actually went to alt summit oh cool this last week, I don't know, it's it's a like conference for bloggers and Instagram influencers. I don't know if that's like a <laughs> an okay term to use, but I mean <laughs> that's that's it's a that's the thing. So I I um I submitted a talk for this conference, but it's not really my space. Like I'm not an Instagram influencer. I have like maybe a thousand followers on Twitter, was hardly anything, and it was but it was amazing. Like it was yeah. such an awesome conference and I'm so glad that I like submitted that I submitted a talk to go because it was, I felt out of my element, but it was just awesome. To, it was, it was all women, all, it's oh, an awesome. all women conference. Well, mostly women, like there's some men there too, which is the exact opposite of the tech conferences that yeah. I go to, right? Where it's all men <laughs> and these women are just doing amazing things. Yeah. They're just, there, there was one woman who was, an ex Air Force pilot, and she was um, recycling uh, fabric in India and turning it into yarn. And anyway, it was just this awesome experience that I don't didn't I didn't know even really existed until I submitted a talk. Yeah, <laughs> and it so you know that the fact I, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't have gone if I hadn't submitted this talk. And I and you know my talk was a technical talk because mm -hmm. I th I thought that these women who are bloggers and Instagram, you know, like they would want to get maybe some nitty gritty technical yeah. information. And so that was the whole reason I submitted the talk, but it was just a really awesome experience. I really, 
enjoyed being in this other world that I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I got out of my comfort zone and like, you know, I think that's, that's part of why giving talks is, I enjoy it is because it really forces you to get out of your comfort zone and, and, and learn whatever it is that you're teaching. It's Mm -hmm. one thing to just write code and, um, you know, build something. It's a whole other ball game to teach it to people who need to know the right information about whatever it is you're teaching. So it is such a virtuous cycle. Like the idea of like learning something and then having to communicate it. Yeah. Um, it can be so hard, but it's so valuable, not only for other people, but also for yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, how was going to a a like conference with women? Was that almost like a culture shock, like after going to a bunch of technical conferences? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know if culture shock is the right word. It was just different. I, I don't know. Yeah, I all of these women are just doing so many amazing things. And I'm just used to tech conferences where it's mostly men and they're talking about these things that they're building or that their companies are building. And, and I just, it was so eye opening for me to just see these women building and creating and doing amazing things. And like, I'm, I think, the creator of this conference is just g- genius, right? To get all these, <laughs> all these people in one room that have so much influence. They really do. Yeah. Like they influence a lot about what people buy and yep. what, you know, all what clothes they wear, all of these things that uh-huh. really matter. I mean, they do, you know, and so to get them all in the same room, I just think is really smart. And <laughs> it was just awesome. I just, I, really enjoyed it. It was it was very inspiring to me to see these women do all these amazing things. So. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching a, uh, I mean, I'm going to out myself real quick, but like uh, watching Planet of the Apps, it was like a... Oh, I haven't like heard of it. Is it oh, like... <laughs> it was really terrible. It was like okay. Apple's first foray oh, into okay. like, like reality television, okay. I guess. Yeah. Um, but there was, but it, the premise was that there were, getting these people to pitch these ideas and then they were going to put them in front of VCs, like the best ideas in front of VCs. And I remember over and over again, it was these like famous VCs and they were saying like, um, they were evaluating the quality of someone's like existing audience. And um, they were always very attracted to anyone's with like a big audience in, uh, in with uh, young women and particularly like uh young women of color and they were saying because they're like yeah. the biggest influencers yeah. like they're the ones yeah. who like identify the trends right and like those are the things that like aren't necessarily big right now but like over the next like five years yeah. are gonna be like the big things yeah yeah um, which i just thought was so fascinating yeah like that, that's that's where they're putting their actual money <laughs> yeah. on right like, right <laughs> right yeah I, I think it's yeah this conference was it was great to participate in and i'm glad that i decided to get out of my comfort zone and apply to give yeah. a, a talk. And I'm glad that they were, they accepted it and were willing to have me come. I, um, you know, if I could, if I could go back and do it again, I'd probably do a few things different with my talk. It was like a workshop. And so women were, or the people um, in the workshop were able to ask questions. And there were some questions where I was like, Oh, I should have, should have added a slide here yeah. and there, you know. So it was nice to actually get like this real time feedback on the on the conference, or when I was giving the talk. So that's awesome. It's it. I have not, uh, I guess, had the courage yet to like step outside of like 
tech, like technical yeah. talks. Yeah. I mean, even like times where I've like spoken at like just general purpose JavaScript talk like conferences, yeah. I felt a little bit like out of my element. Yeah. So yeah. I applaud your I applaud <laughs> your uh, <laughs> courage there. Yeah. So what are you doing with um, full stack uh, React? Tell okay. So right now, actually, we're almost finished with. Um, so I helped edit Full Stack React, which is a book book all about React, and then Full Stack React Native. I was one of the editors on that. Um, was, um, and then right now, we're almost finished with another book called JavaScript Algorithms and Data Structures. Oh, cool! Which I'm really excited about because I feel like, um, especially JavaScript developers, think that algorithms and data structures. I don't need any of that in my work. And that's not necessarily the case, right? Like, even if you don't use it on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, whatever, Dijkstra's algorithm or some other crazy <laughs> algorithm, right? Like, the, um, just having that knowledge really helps helps you write better code, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, I'm excited for that book to come out. Hopefully, yeah. it'll come out in the next month or so. We're still finishing up a few loose ends, but um, I'm, I'm excited for for that to come out. We, we partnered with um, somebody who who has a, a GitHub repo that has like, I don't, I don't know how much stars matter in, <laughs> in the GitHub world, but it has like, I don't know, like 30,000 stars. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's a JavaScript algorithms and data structures repository. And then we're taking all that code and really explaining it, giving a lot of details and like oh, saying cool. like when you use this algorithm or data structure, why this is useful. Nice. Um, so I'm excited for that to come out. Hopefully soon. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting. I think that um, we. I, I know that at my company. There's been plenty of times where like someone will spend like a long time working on something, just brute forcing something, yeah, and then realizing they like, oh crap, like I reinvented right. this algorithm, right? Like if I had yeah. just known that that existed <laughs> right. five days ago, like I could have just used that, right? Exactly, exactly. I just think having that extra bit of knowledge even if like i already said like even if you don't use it on a day-to-day basis like just having that in your back pocket like in the off chance that you might want to use it at some point you know so yeah absolutely yeah i'm excited so one of the things that you had uh, mentioned wanting to talk about um when i was like going home to 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 uh, deal with your demon. my children <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> or at least provide support there's no fixing yeah, kids yeah, right right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um was um you're like well i really want to talk about kind of like what it's been like uh, or how my career's changed like being uh being a mom like over the last handful of years um i think you just said that your youngest is about to go into kindergarten yeah right yeah that's right yeah so like this is like kind of like peak uh career alteration time yeah, uh, yeah. for you having right. kids yeah um and so i i wanted to just like dive into that and like talk about what it i guess like what your career was like before having kids and then what it looks like um what it looks like today and kind of how that might might change, change. um but yeah so what did you want to talk about on that front? yeah so okay so Let's see. <laughs> I I graduated uh, with a degree in computer science in 2008, which was like the perfectly wrong time to graduate. Like everything was crashing, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I came up in that too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then I eventually found a job um, at a company called Bills.com, and I had some great. 
I had a great boss and some, um, it was actually, I was one of three developers. So it was my boss oh, and one other developer and me. And we just worked really hard um, to build build up the site and build some other um, sister sites related to bills.com. But it was just a, a great company to work for. And then I had my first kid and I said, you know, I want to keep working. Can, will you let me work part time? And luckily they were just really awesome. They said, sure, we'd love to have you work as much as you're able to. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't always happen with every company, but I just was lucky that I ended up working for this company that was willing to do that. And so I ended up working for them for a couple of years, you know, about 20 hours a week. And then my, my, I had a, had a second child and about a year after he was born, I just kind of decided that I wanted to take a step back from working in an office and just, just do more freelance type of work. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I quit working for bills.com part time and just started applying to all kinds of jobs that I could. I looked on Craigslist. I looked anywhere that I could find like a, a gig, you know, like a freelance gig. Um, and I built a lot of WordPress sites and yeah. <laughs> like all kinds of stuff. And there's then, a lot of PHP work out there for, yeah, for giggers. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, and that, and that was okay. I, I think for me personally, luckily, like financially, we've been able to make it work where I can stay par- stay home and be with mm-hmm. our kids. Uh, I know that's not the case for everybody's situation, but um, we've just been able to make that work. And, and it was important because we were financially able to do that. It was important for at least one of us to stay home and be with our, our kids and not just happened to be me <laughs> um what led to that what led to that decision because we had that same conversation in our house and like i'm, I'm just kind of curious like I how did that go i don't think there was ever really a conversation to be <laughs> honest I, I think it was just that's just the default right and uh-huh. like my husband at the time was working at apple and so he's making more money like it just sure. makes sense that like whoever's making less money like you know right like <laughs> there's some there defaults that you yeah like into, i don't sure. like i mean that's just how it happened there was not yeah. an official conversation like i'm going to quit and it it's just you know that's kind of the culture right yeah that's just how our culture is right like <laughs> for better or for worse like usually it's the mom that stays home with the kids yeah. but it, it was important for me as a mother like yeah. i wanted to be with my children too it wasn't just like i'm just like quitting and (laughs) like grumbling about it because like i want i actually do want to you know work full time because i think if that was the case like my husband would be okay with that like we'd have to have a conversation about it but i you know i'm sure that he would be supportive of me you know we'd have to just make it work but like i really did want to stay and have more time with my kids um, it is one thing that's like really hard in the way that like work is structured in like Western civilization, yeah. I guess, is um, is this idea that like uh, like this full time, like by default. Right. Right. Um, I, I remember I can't remember s- somewhere in an article that I was reading, probably on an airplane or something like yeah. that. Like they were they were talking about like people with the healthiest lifestyles. And I can't remember where it was, um, but they have basically like culturally there isn't like like it's orchestra organized around families 
and like this idea that like both of you can have a career that you work like three days a week or whatever and you like alternate which is like which would be awesome right but it's just not that way and like i feel like here like you have to decide because there's no way that you can like share like how do you share 40 hours and also have right. kids <laughs> right like, yeah crazy yeah. I've always, I've recently said to quite a few people, I'm like, why doesn't, why don't more companies let their employees work from home or work remotely? Because it, it really, like, if you have good employees, it's such a waste of time for them to sit on the freeway <laughs> for 45 minutes when they could just roll out of bed, wake up, maybe take a shower, <laughs> like if they have a, you know, video conference or whatever, like... The the tools are there, yeah. you know, we've got Slack, we've got Zoom, we have all these tools that like make it so, make it easier for people to just work wherever they can yeah. and whenever they can, you yeah. know. I just think it's silly that, we, especially in the Bay Area, the traffic is horrendous, yeah. <laughs> right? Going from like where I, you know, the peninsula to Oakland or whatever, like that's, it's just, or Oakland to the peninsula is like, it could take an hour and a half and it's yeah. such a waste of everybody's time, you know? So I don't know, hopefully, you know, 10, <laughs> 15 years down the road, more companies will be on board. I do think there's some value to FaceTime in an office and sure, having sure. those discussions, but especially as developers or programmers, I think you know, most of the time you're just sitting there typing away, writing yeah. code and having, you know, an extra hour in the morning when you're not sitting like your in traffic. Time of the day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or, you know, at, at 11 o'clock at night, you know, some people are night owls, like yeah. being able to write, work then and not have to like be in an office working at 11 o'clock at night, you know, just to me, it makes so much more sense. So has freelancing allowed you more opportunities to work remotely or work from oh yeah home? Oh, okay, I, yeah cool. totally I mean that's all I do I, I have always worked from home like I don't have you know like any sort of official office that I go to or anything yeah. and so every every client that I've worked with it's always been me working either when my kids are napping or mm -hmm. at school or um, you know, there's been many times where they're watching a show or, you know, or playing with their toys. Um, I, you know, I've just found it's, it's a hard balance, I think harder than, harder than me. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't say exactly, but when you go to an office, I feel like that having that separation is a little bit easier to yes. like, okay, this, this is all happening in an office. I can just like kind of let it be and then come home and be with my family. Whereas for me, it's like, there is no hard distinction. It's like <laughs> my computer's at my dining room table and I'm writing code, you know, and yeah. somebody sends an email and says, oh, this needs to be fixed right away. And I have to like pause whatever I'm doing with my yeah. kids sometimes and 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 fix whatever, whatever issue is going on. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it is harder. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I don't it. want to speak for everybody, but it <laughs> it is hard to have have no no distinction. So maybe in some ways, like working remotely could be more difficult. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I to me, like the pros outweigh the cons. Working yeah. remotely. Well, I, I mean, not not so much just just working remotely, but working remotely with kids. Like yeah, having to balance both of those yeah. things, and you know, kids are. I mean, just like a needy boss, right? Like, yes. <laughs> like they need everything and they need yes. it right now. Yep. And so when you have two bosses <laughs> right. that are like, you know, both, you know, yelling at you for yeah, something that yeah, can be yeah. quite it's, exhausting. It's 
But, you know, I've just like found a way to make it work. And luckily I've had um, a few other moms in my network or my community that are also working. They also work, do freelance work. And so mm-hmm. um, we've found a way to like kind of help each other out, which is something that like I've realized is, is super valuable. If you have other moms that yeah. that also work part time, mm-hmm. uh, you you know, there have been days or weeks where I'm like, hey, can you take my kids for a couple hours because I have this meeting or or whatever. I just have some stuff I need to get done. And then, you know, we just swap with each other, which has been super valuable to like give each other breaks. And we understand like that things need to get done, you know, that we're both working. And so like if there is some sort of last minute meeting or whatever, like we help we try to support each other and help each other out. Yeah. So having that community, I think, is really, really invaluable to just have people that are supporting you and in multiple ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like emotional support and kids support. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a much lesser represented group. How do you go about finding finding people in the same stage in life, um, finding this community? That yeah, that, that is a good question. I mean, I, I think I had mentioned to you I'm part of this group called mom it's mom the group is on facebook it's called moms in tech and there's a wide range of of women in this group like some are working freelance some are a lot of them are working Mm full-time um and not all of them are programmers there's a lot that are programmers but some are designers product managers like a wide range of um skills but even that, even though there's not this like physical like, hey, can you watch my kids support? There's mm-hmm. still this like group of intelligent women <laughs> that are having having similar issues in their work in their workplace yeah. and and just all and they all have kids too. Yeah. So so that is also another aspect where like we all understand every you know what's going on in, the, in people's <laughs> lives and and can like just say hey you know what i've been there too like i totally get it and <laughs> it's okay it'll be okay you'll get through it or whatever you know whatever it is it's it's been a really valuable resource for me to just i'm mostly a consumer or just like a lurker i don't i don't i do occasionally will post things or write comments but um just to see other women in the tech space mm-hmm. like dealing with similar issues you know is really helpful for me to not feel so alone because (laughs) being a woman in tech can be very lonely. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think sometimes it can be inspiring just to see other people making it work. Yeah. Right. right? And you're like, okay, they're doing it. Like I can do it too. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's awesome. So about how many people are in um, this particular Facebook group? I'm sure there's tons of them, but yeah, actually there's like, I want to say from Anywhere from like ten to twelve thousand women in the group. Oh wow! Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, there's like quite a few. I I I've just really enjoyed being a part of it because um, there's other groups that I've been a part of that are just kind of devolve into this like I don't know arguments, you know, just sure. disagreeing about things, and it and it's just not a you know respectful community. And mm. this one is very respectful, even if people have differing opinions. It's yeah. always very. There's no like attacking people for whatever, yeah, you know, whatever they believe, um, which I think is great, which you don't usually find on, a, <laughs> on an internet community, right? In an internet community, usually can be 
get kind of nasty. So it's been really a really valuable space for me to be a part of, I think. Yeah. So how has it looked um, getting and like continuing to like get those those jobs that you've been getting that allow you to do freelance work? Because that can be like a job all on its own. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that kind of sucks is that like when you have when you're trying to break away from that full-time work right is is that you know you're doing it because you want to have a little bit more time for you know to to be with your kids or or, or whatnot but you kind of lose some time too in like the freelance stuff because you have to like you're managing your own like business and and Mm -hmm. projects and stuff so you're like kind of taking on more sometimes than just like if you were able to kind of lazily do a yeah (laughs) nine to five how do you manage all that yeah so i I don't know. It's, it for me. I it's not. I'm not working full time, and so I don't necessarily make finding part of my like daily or weekly routine. I have a couple of clients. Like Full Stack is one of the clients that I work for that I've been working for since almost three years now. Oh wow. Um. And and then and then there's a, I have a few other clients where it's like pretty constant work at this point and so I don't have necessarily I don't have the time really to like take on more (laughs) clients because I have enough right now but yeah there was a time a period of time where um actually the reason the reason I found full stack was because I was on Upwork so uh, somebody had Mm. tipped me off to Upwork which is like a freelancing um space where people can um, post jobs and then freelancers can bid on them. And so I was like looking for PHP jobs at the time <laughs> because that was my skill set. And I, you know, I was getting a little frustrated because there's just people in other parts of the world that can, you know, bid on projects for way cheaper. Sure. And I'm like, I live in the Bay Area. I cannot do something <laughs> for 10 or 15 or 20 bucks an hour. Right. Like, I, that's just not a viable thing for me um and then I decided I would I I I at that at that point in time I was really getting into react this was like around 2015 or so and I thought oh maybe I should look for react jobs because react is a little at that point it was not as popular and so I was thinking oh maybe I could find work there um and you know actually get a job because there's not people as many people bidding on those type that type of work and so I ended up finding full stack through Upwork um and it and and it's funny because full stack is totally remote company and in the interview with Nate who's like the head of the company he had one of his kids come we were doing like a Skype conference call or whatever to to um, interview and one of his kids came in the door t- kind of like that oh the video on <laughs> the video with with the, yeah. the correspondent the guy he yeah. was like <laughs> corresponding with cnn or something yeah. right and his the kid comes in the door <laughs> and it so became good. this like viral thing it was kind of that similar situation and i was like oh man if i get this job this is like the perfect job for me because i've got kids too like nate has three kids and so like you know, he would totally understand if I said, hey, my kid is sick or whatever. It just he would be totally fine with any any sort of kid related situation. Yeah. He would be understanding. So anyway, that um, that was kind of a tangent. But I 
Yeah, so I found found Full Stack and it has been a great relationship. Like I've enjoyed it's not hasn't been as much programming, mm-hmm. but it's definitely gotten me more involved in the React community and just um made me more aware of what is going on in the React community yeah. too. So it's been a totally a valuable a valuable uh client for me. And just to be part of that company has just been really yeah. valuable. So yeah, I I don't I don't know if I'm the I would not call myself an expert on like finding um freelance work because for me I I only take on what I can mm-hmm. because I've got kids that are a full-time job as well. <laughs> and so um yeah, it's just a lot of it is so the you know, Full Stack is one of the companies that I work for, but a lot of it has just been word of mouth like just yeah. somebody will refer me to to somebody else and um that seems to be enough for me as far as like my workload goes. So. Nice. So you've been able to find things that work for you in right. your schedule yeah. and the way that you want your your life. Yeah, to like the, go this one day. one of this the other clients that I have is um what I talked about at React Rally was mm-hmm. this this application that I built that works offline. It's a nonprofit organization and it, the application that I built for them um or I actually rebuilt for them was not something that was like an urgent need. And so, um, you know, I, not like I could take forever on it, but that, that it was something that part-time work was suitable for because it wasn't flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like the timeline was not like this needs to get done. Like by the end of the day kind of thing, (laughs) it was like, yeah, like let's, let's rebuild this and take like three or four months. And, and so, um, they're another client that I've had for a while and just, you know, I'll occasionally have bug fixes or rewrites or partial rewrites. Like right now, actually, I'm, they have re reworked part of the way they want part of the application to work, and so I'm um, refactoring it to use all the new hooks oh, API, cool. which nice. has been really awesome. Like to actually use that, use the the hooks API in a real live application and yeah. see how you know going from all these class components to hooks like how that will all how that all works and it's fun it's like I I love this this particular project because it's like okay I want to try something new (laughs) I'm the sole developer on it so I can do it if I want right like hooks I can I can rewrite some portions of the application with hooks because I'm the only one working on it so (laughs) so I that is one aspect of doing freelance work that I, I feel like is really valuable, at least for me to, to learn new things is mm-hmm. I can, I can kind of pick and choose what I, what technologies I, I use and, and it gives me an excuse to learn something new. Like there was one client where they needed an application or website built and it wasn't going to be updated that that much and so I was like oh I'll just try out Gatsby because I hadn't done anything with Gatsby yet and so built it with Gatsby and you know like so stuff like that where where I feel like you don't necessarily get that opportunity I, it probably depends on the company but you don't necessarily get that opportunity um working full-time at a at a big company because they're they've sure. got their processes set in place and the technology is is set in place too so um in some ways you kind of have the flexibility to pick jobs that will right. give you an opportunity to learn the yeah. things that you want yeah instead yeah. of maybe just 
kind of maintaining this thing right. for the course of the next yeah. year. Yeah. I think, I mean, there, there are drawbacks too. Like I, I feel like, you know, working, working with a larger team, necess- you know, yeah, I don't necessarily get that experience. Sure. And um, also, you know, like scalability, like working on stuff that's like got like millions of requests a second or something like that. You know, you I don't necessarily get that opportunity either. Just based on the clients that I've gotten, you know, maybe maybe I could find a contract job where <laughs> somebody's like got major scalability needs. But um, I think those are just a couple of drawbacks, at least for my in my career path that mm-hmm. I felt like I I need to go work for a company full time to really get that in my tool belt sure. as far as uh, being a developer. So, <laughs> so with the speaking has that been something that you like that you've always done and just continue to be interested in or was that something that really fell out of this um kind of freelance style of working yeah i think um i don't even know what <laughs> prompted me to like be like <laughs> i want to speak i think part of it was just i wanted to to teach like i i i actually started out my college career as an elementary education major oh, and wow. I I um and tech workers that are kind of like elementary <laughs> kids these days Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> um but I, re- I realized like pretty quickly that, that like although I like children I I just didn't want I didn't that wasn't what I wanted to do for my college education and yeah. I had a friend who was taking a computer science course and I thought oh that's not any you know it just sounded like I don't know why. I just was like, this sounds interesting. This sounds hard. I want to challenge myself. So I totally flipped what I was doing. Nice. Um, but I still really do like teaching. And so I think speaking, like we were just talking about, like gives you a really good opportunity to teach. Yeah. Um, and I think also, I think part of it too is just like, I don't know if this is selfish in a way, but just like being visible in the community too, mm-hmm. right? Like there's not that many women in tech and... And in the React community, there's there's a, a, quite a few, but still the majority is mm-hmm. male. And so, like, I kind of wanted to be like, hey, like, I'm a woman in tech <laughs> and I can speak at conferences, too. <laughs> totally. You know, I wanted yeah, to be yeah. like, watch you know, me do it. <laughs> yeah, like, I can do this, too. It's not just <laughs> men that, that can do it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like, I think there's just this kind of, like, motivation to teach and mm-hmm. just be a little more visible in the community too because i think when i think back at my computer science like my undergrad degree like it's it was really lonely in some yeah, of my classes where totally. i was just like the only woman and um i at towards the end of my degree i um joined this it was a a group of women in computer science. So there were the grad, the grad students that were women and then some of the undergrad students as well. And that, that was so helpful for me to be like, Oh, okay. There's other people in in this, (laughs) in this field. And like to just have mentors that would like help me navigate that, you know, being an undergrad in computer science was like so valuable. And so like, I think speaking, you, you know, I had some a woman actually come up to me after a React rally, which 
she was like, oh, thanks for your talk. I've got six kids. I've been developing since my youngest was like two. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are my hero. I don't even know how you like you've got six kids. And you like and she works. She said she works from home, too. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, my, I don't e- I can't even handle my two kids. Like, how do yeah. you do this? So but like I wouldn't I probably would never have met her had yeah. I not uh, like, you know, submitted a talk for react mm-hmm. Alley and I, so i'm glad that like yeah that we had i was able to have that interaction with that woman and like you know and speaking really helps with that visibility i think absolutely so. well i always find your presence at conferences um amazing i, I mean I, I enjoy talking with you obviously but um just just having you there and like knowing that you know you have kids and like you're making all <laughs> this stuff work is really inspiring um what are some ways, I guess, at conferences, but like at companies too, that you think that we could do a better job of making the environment better for moms, for women in tech, um, so that we get more of you in them? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you just have to do a search on the moms in tech group because there's so many, They like... I feel like I, I'm not, not necessarily the right person to ask that question because I'm not in the like corporate world working uh-huh. on it, you know, full time at a company like, but there are lots of women in that, in that group that are like, we need better nursing spaces, mm. right? Like for women that have gone back to work and they're still yeah breastfeeding their children, like better places just... Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so many things that they they have talked about where it's just like if if your space is a male dominated space, like you, it wouldn't even come up, you know, like you wouldn't even think about yeah. some of these things that like women deal with. Right. Yeah. Like so. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm necessarily the right <laughs> person well, to ask. One thing that I thought was really interesting that I hadn't seen before is I know that React Rally this year has childcare, I think. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, that's awesome. Which is that's super amazing. cool. Yeah, that's so uh, You awesome. know, if you do find yourself in that situation where yes. it's like you, I mean, you are charged with the kids yeah. um, and it might be really difficult to be able to go to a conference or right. speak at a conference, right. um, you know, if you, if, if you don't have that support, because yeah. yeah. having that overnight is yeah. like, you know, for totally. you know, two or three days, you know, yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. big yes. ask from people. I mean, I like, yeah, I mean, all the conferences I've gone to, I've had to figure out childcare. Like, luckily <laughs> I have, you know in-laws and my parents that are able to support me but not everybody has that and so you know that that's awesome I didn't even know that that was happening but that's amazing like I think you know things like that where it's like (laughs) (laughs) so where could we find out more about like some of those things some of those ideas I guess if we were uh, to start examining those that is a good question I I don't know if I have a good answer for that. I, I I feel like since I do freelance work, I'm so like focused on like getting my work done and then also like taking care of my kids, right? <laughs> totally. And so I don't necessarily think like, how could this be better? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and I, and I know there's women out there that well, think about that. Well, like activism is like another job. Yeah. Like, on top so of it's the like, four jobs you're how can doing. I make my life easier? I'm just like, I just have to get this done. Like I have, <laughs> my kids need cereal in the morning. They need like to get out the door to school, like all of these things. And yeah. I just have to like, 
I have to like get through the day and then my clients, they need this, this and this fixed, you know? And so like sometimes I don't sit and think about like, okay, like how, how, how can I make this routine better? Or like, what <laughs> yeah. can I do to, um, to make things better? I, I do, I guess one thing I, I have thought about a lot is, um, if you do have a spouse, if you're a woman in tech and you have a spouse, like talking to them about what is going or not even not necessarily if you're a woman in tech if you're a woman at all and you have a spouse and and you feel like it's unbalanced in terms of like the amount of work that you have to do Mm -hmm. and um you know talk to them about it and try to come to some agreement on making the balance of work fair right i think that that is something that especially with kids that like that could affect your day-to-day maybe more so than whatever's going on in your your office or the corporate world um, because, you know, you're a team. You should be a team, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and um, working out, like, who, who does pick up at daycare, whatever it is, like, yeah. m- trying to make that more balanced, I think, can really help with stress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh that can be a really hard conversation to have. Yeah. And I and I've had this conversation with my husband many times <laughs> and it doesn't always end up well, but um you know, just just getting the conversation started, I yeah. think can be a, a good step in the right direction to like making your life feel like your life is a little more manageable because at least for me, like in some ways, like I had already mentioned, like when you have a full time job, like you go to your office and sometimes you bring your work home. But a lot mm-hmm. of times you can just like leave it like at the office. Space, right. Yeah. And come home. And because my work and kids, it's all mixed together. It's yeah. really it can get really stressful. And I sometimes have to remind my husband, like, look, I am I have a full-time job taking care of our kids and then a part-time job taking care of clients and then all of the house stuff. It's, it can get really stressful. Uh, and you know, when I remind him, he picks up the slack or like lets me go out (laughs) for a night or two or whatever. Like we work out schedules so that like I can just get a break. Um, or we get a break together. (laughs) That also is very valuable too. Um, I think that's, so important to remember and I have to be reminded of this all the time as well is is that there are I think it's so easy to see the cultural norms and like just play to those yeah all the time and forget that like any of us that are kind of like teamed up with anybody else or like part of a family or whatever like that we need we need to prioritize like whatever our norm is and maybe that looks totally different from the people but we have to have those conversations to be able to say like Okay, like I I have envisioned my day looking like this because that's the norm. But is there a way that we could tweak it that would have you know be a benefit to you yeah. and your work right. and all that? And um, you know if if you can and you know it's not like a huge ask from your company, like just do it. Yeah, like, yeah. Know, having right. a happy home is right. like the best thing that yes. you can possibly. Yes, have. yeah. Like I think if you have yeah, like if you have a company. And if you're working at a company, you've been working there for, I don't know, like two or three years and you have like a good, good reputation with them, you know, like 
I don't know, asking like, hey, can I go home at three on Wednesday because my kid has whatever. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. Mm-hmm. And if they, you, they, all they, you know, all you have to do is ask and maybe they'll say yes, right? Yeah. Like, like, and you could make up the work <clears throat> after your kids are in bed or whatever, you know, like figure out a way to make your work-life balance easier for you and for your spouse, right? Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Just make everybody happier, right? <laughs> That's yeah, the goal. sometimes like just tiny little tweaks can make all yes, the difference. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, you know, if my husband takes the kids at like when he gets home from work, and I get like three, two or three hours of like kid-free time before yeah. they have to go to bed, it like totally helps with my mood and just you know so figuring out what works for your family and and like you said it doesn't necessarily have to match whatever whatever cultural norms are out there right <laughs> it could be could be all kinds of yeah situate setups or situations or whatever well thank you so much for sharing i really appreciate you uh just kind of talking through all that you've been going on go, going through and like your career and like trying to find that balance between like freelancing and and speaking and being present at, at conferences yeah. and you know raising two humans yeah. um, <laughs> is there anything else that you'd like to say before we wrap up um no i just think Go make awesome things, right? <laughs> Go build awesome things with React because this is a React <laughs> podcast, right? I, 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 I will say I love React. I like, I love building things with React. It's like the best framework, and it's totally changed my career. Yeah. I, you know, I was, I was working with PHP before React, and it was okay. Like I wasn't like super excited about it, but whatever, you know, like I could find work with it. So, but once I found React, I was like, oh, I. I love this. Like, yeah. this, like programming <laughs> is amazing. I love building things. And like, I just react is just that this technology that has really changed how I feel about writing code. And I mm. think I'm a fangirl, but whatever, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I just love it. It's like such an awesome tool and go build awesome stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I think that maybe, uh, you know, this podcast being about React is a little bit of a misnomer because it's yeah. really about people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing your story yeah. and talking about, uh, you know, how you've been using React to, you know, just find a life that is uh, is good for you and your family. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. This is fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of React Podcast. For links, visit reactpodcast.com slash 52. As you go, I hope that you're inspired to discover a career that works for you. Don't live too long in someone else's truth just because it's simpler, easier, or expected. Sure, you might have to play by someone else's rules for a time, but keep searching. Keep experimenting. You are worth it. Your life is worth it. Thanks again to this week's sponsor, G2i. Visit g2i.com to find remote React contracting opportunities. This might be the next step in finding your perfect work-life integration. They're great people. If nothing else, just start a conversation and see what's out there. This episode of React Podcast was edited by Mikhail Delport. It was produced by Mikhail Delport and Sarah Jackson. You can find React Podcast on Spec, a network to help designers and developers level up. 
Visit spec.fm to find other shows that will take you further in your career. Help us out by reviewing this show on iTunes. Your reviews help the show grow and help us ensure great guests and awesome content week to week. To join the discussion, visit reactpodcast.com slash chat or follow us on Twitter at React Podcast. I'm at Chantastic. To stay out of the discussion but get updates, visit reactpodcast.com slash news and sign up for emails. Thanks so much for giving us your attention. We'll be in your ears again next week. Thank you.